Today we're talking about the main reason why you're still single as an INFJ. I did a survey a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram and I really wanted to find out, okay, what is your status when it comes to relationships? And guess what? A lot of INFJs are single and it's proportionately more INFJs than the general public, right? And this is not just something that I take off of this one survey. Of course, I've just seen this through talking to a lot of INFJs throughout the years. It's actually what we read online about INFJs and relationships. So it all confirms the same thing. I was probably single for eight years, had a lot of heartbreaks um, before I found my way. And the main thing that I see is the biggest problem is that we are taught, even by the INFJ community, to look at completely the wrong things when it comes to fixing this, right? So today I really wanna talk about what is it that we continuously hear again, why we keep looking in the wrong direction to sort of fix a problem that only exists because we look in a certain direction, and how to get over that. Like how to get to a place where you got so comfortable with yourself that you start looking for partners in a completely different way. Before we get started, I wanna remind you if you haven't done this so far to download the poster on the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. There we also talk about relationship management. So it's one of the pillars that really make up that life that we're looking for. And if you wanna take it to the next step, then definitely sign up to get notified when the INFJ epic life audio course is going live. It's going to be somewhere in May. So make sure your informations are on our list. So you get goodies, you get an early bird prize, all of that you find in the links in the description. So as we said, it's no news that a lot of INFJs are single. And uh, if you're single, you're single for a very long time. So what do most of us do once we figure out we're INFJs? We read a lot about it online. And then there's always this part about INFJs and relationships. And what does it always say? The INFJ needs a deep connection. They're looking for a partner they can share everything with. And the list goes on and on. So pretty much what it says is we're looking for this ideal mate that's like, you know, perfect in any kind of way that we can have a deep connection with, that we have so much in common with, that we feel like we bond and we're the same person. And to be honest, that actually just represents our deepest desires. And the question is, are these desires realistic? Are they healthy? And I don't think they are at all because I've had these obsessions. I've had these infatuations. And in 99% of the cases, if you look around you, your friends, the people you know, particularly when it comes to INFJs, um, these have absolutely nothing to do with reality. Like I've been infatuated with people. I have obsessed over people and over potential relationships that in the end turned out had absolutely nothing to do with who that person actually was. It was a potential I was seeing. It was a wish I had. It was projection. And I want you to be really honest with yourself. If you look at all the possible relationships you could have had in the past, those infatuations, those things that almost happened, was it really that that was such a perfect person for you? Or was it that you just had the hope that it could be? That you said, okay, we had this moment in time where everything seemed perfect, but you know, if I really look at the facts or how I always like to call it, the externally observable facts, was it really that way? Was it that that person made all the conscious steps towards being with you? Did that person really show up in a way how you needed them to? 
Were they really the person that was going to change your life? Were they showing you things that would make it so? And I can tell you it probably wasn't that way because otherwise, guess what? You wouldn't be in this situation. You wouldn't still be single. You wouldn't think, oh, okay, why is it always me? Why is this happening? You know, I thought we had a connection. Why isn't this working out? And I need us all to be really honest with ourselves because if we continue to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, I'm an INFJ, so I know what the strongest feelings are that I can have, and that's the right thing for me, you know, we're not going towards the right direction. It's like all of those Disney movies where they tell you about like the fairy tale and all of that, and you get conditioned that that's how it's supposed to be. And you know, this typical thing of, oh, you meet somebody and then it's love at first sight and all of those things. Reality doesn't really play out like this. And I've been in a relationship where things actually happened really quickly and it was very romantic and I felt really intense about it all. But still looking back at it, so much of it was me projecting onto it. It was me seeing potential in that person. It was me hoping that they would rise up to what I needed them to be. So then we have to ask ourselves, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to settle? Am I supposed to be okay with a relationship that is okay and that should satisfy me? Well, it doesn't. I actually want more. I want this intensity and so I'd rather be alone altogether. Well, the truth is actually much broader than this because you cannot look at your life from this one aspect of intimate relationship. That's why we're talking about the five pillars. That's why the audio course goes through like a circular formula that will, you know, help you to find that holistic way towards your INFJ epic life because it's all connected. The way you see life is a representation of how you are at that moment, who you are at that moment. And it's about that whole concept. So if we lack intensity, passion, excitement in our life, what is the easiest way to get that? What is the easiest way to get these endorphins pumping and these emotions in our mind? Well, it is our mindset. It is projection. And they work out best when they're towards something that we potentially could have, but we don't have yet. It's like this triggering effect that just makes it expand and those emotions become more intense and more intense. And then you fall into this typical thing that I always call this Romeo and Juliet kind of world that is full of intensity, but it's dark and twisted. And there's this Gotham City style, you know, like there's this dark cloud over your head, but there are those emotions and, you know, intensity. And you feel like there's such a kinship between you and that other potential person. And uh, yeah, again, it's not what's working out, is it? If you look at your life and this approach has gotten you somewhere where you're totally happy with it, perfect. I'm glad for you. But that's not the case for most INFJs. It wasn't the case for me. I even went down this road and it looked great for a while until I recognized how much responsibility I was actually picking up and that I was waiting for the other part to sort of like, you know, get on board and be part of all of this and it just wouldn't happen. So once I recognized this, once I really got to a place where I said, I can't do this anymore. Like this is not healthy for me. I'm just suffering. I'm completely and utterly going through self victimization. Like this is something I see with INFJs all the time. This obsession about poor me, life is not going the way I want. Relationships aren't the way I want. 
And I completely get that. I really get how you can get to this place. I've been at this place because it's not like you could just say, oh, okay, I'm just gonna be like everybody else. No, there is an aspect to you that is unique. And you can say the heart want what it wants, but your heart isn't just about intimate relationships. Your heart is about your life. Your heart is about you. And if you're able to create a life that gives you the intensity, the passion, the excitement that you're looking for, then you're much more likely to actually look outside and look for a partner in a way that isn't based on, oh, I feel this intensity, now I feel alive. If you already feel alive, if you already feel the intensity, then the person could just add to your life. That person brings you joy, that person brings you stability, that person wants to grow. These are some completely different things than, oh, this person makes me feel something. And very often we bypass all of those things that are so important for us as INFJs, you know, the growth factor, the fact that this person is actually there and reliable, that that person, you know, is safe, that they wanna grow with you, that they're being honest with you. All of these things, we bypass them for this illusion of, oh, there's this intensity, this person makes me feel alive, this person makes me feel like I can escape my life. And every single time we do that, it really stays an illusion. One way or another, we wake up and then it's torture all over again. And this is something that I see with INFJs over and over again. And I don't believe that this is what is being represented in most of those INFJ and relationships posts in the INFJ community altogether. It always seems like, you know, I'm very intense, I need deep connections, and you know, I'm just doomed to be alone or it's really, really hard for me to find a partner. So now having this knowledge, what are the practical steps we can take? As I said, stop looking for somebody who can save you out of your life and stop looking for potential. That means you have to take a really strict look at your life and say, what if I never found somebody? What if I stayed single forever? How can I make my life the best it could be? What if there's nobody who can save me out of this trap? What if there's nobody who can take me out of my current circumstances or situation? How are you going to deal with that? And that's where it all begins. Because then you have to look at your life and then be honest with yourself and maybe say, my life, if I really look at it the way it is now, if it wouldn't get any better than this, it really is boring. It really is lacking something. There's something missing. And what can I do to add on that? How can I make that better? What can I add to my life that will make it exciting? And that's when you start really expressing your truth more and more, where you stop just relying on, oh, okay, what I can do for other people so they include me into their life and I get excitement through that. And then you start building your life and you have a trajectory of where you want your life to go. And then, and only then, you look outside and say, if I now feel like I'm ready for a relationship because my life is already going in the direction that I want, who would I be looking for? Who would add to that? What kind of person would that be? And I can guarantee you that will probably be a completely different type of person than you have been looking towards up until this point. If you think about all these people that you had an infatuation with that never really turned out into anything, 
really ask yourself, what was I looking for in that person? What was that person or the imagination pretty much, the projection onto this person, what was that giving me? Because that's an indication of what you can create in your life. Imagine it like this. Every single time you're infatuated with somebody, you are experiencing this. This feeling that you have, it's not because of the other person. You are creating this emotion. You're creating this emotion, projecting onto this person. So if you're able to do this, you can create this emotion for anything else. It might not feel that easy, but it's there within you. And that kind of excitement, everything that you would hope for, that is something that you have to bring to your life one way or another. It's the excitement, it's the adventure, it's the growth, it's stepping out of your normal life and experiencing something extraordinary. Make that your main aspect, make that your main goal. And then when you look towards a person who can add to this, you're going to be much more pragmatic. And that doesn't mean that you're taking the romance out of it. You know, you can still allow yourself to get infatuated with somebody and to enjoy all of this, but it will happen on a basis that you know, okay, there's a future there. There's a future. That person has proven that they're in my life for the right reasons. I'm not looking for that emotion. And you'll see once you start implementing this into your life, how your interest for those people that you had before, it just, you know, goes away more and more because now you don't need them as your answer. Now you don't need them as your escape. You don't need them to save your life. You're doing this for yourself. And that's a realization definitely worth having. And then, you know, yes, maybe the relationship that you have won't be as intense as that infatuation was that you had all of these thoughts, but it doesn't feel like it to you because again, you're experiencing life through your mind. It's a holistic thing. If you have always thought, oh, with that person, I could have excitement and fun and something extraordinary. And you know, your mind stops right there. If you're already having all of those emotions, then you're looking for something that can just add to that. And then you can be realistic about it and understand that we're all different, that you cannot find this one person who is like this perfect match for you because we're all unique. We're all unique. Yes. I'm not saying, you know, things like soulmates don't exist or, you know, all of those things that can allow you to experience love on a deep level. But always keep in mind that if somebody actually shows up, somebody actually is there and makes a conscious choice to be with you and does the things you need them to do. That's the kind of love that we're all looking for and not for these intense emotions that are 98% based on what's going on in our mind and how we actually even make it more intense than it was in the first moment. Think about it. How often has this happened to you? You know, you've had a meeting with somebody you felt, Oh, that was like, you know, a cute conversation. There was something great about it. Every single time you think about it afterwards, it gets more intense. It gets more exciting. You sort of feel like, Oh, that would be my solution to experience things like this. This was just one little moment where you allowed yourself to express yourself all the way that you would want to express yourself. And it's time you do that every day, all the time. And you feel that excitement running through your body and being excited about life. If you want some more guidelines, how to start this, you know, get the poster. Those are like the first steps that will help you to get to this place. If you want to take it a step further, then definitely sign up to get notified when the audio course goes live. 
that will definitely help you to push that movement even faster and even more on your terms. All the information, like always, you find in the links in the description. And if you wanna watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video, Why the INFJ Can't Find a Partner.